0: welcome to another episode of live with the cork in the road and i'm kelly i'm your wine explorer here in atlanta georgia and i am chatting with people who are shaping the southeast wine industry hey everyone welcome back thank you so much for tuning in today really appreciate whenever we have people listening to the podcast it means so much Thank you for reaching out on social media, at a cork in the road. If you ever have any comments or you feel like sharing what we post about the podcast, it means everything. And I am starting to realize it is officially the holiday season. Can't say I was completely ready for it, but now I'm feeling just overwhelmingly thankful I have a lot of gratitude so whatever you're feeling this time of year I hope that you have at least one moment of joy and that you're just taking time to do what feels right to you so thank you for making the podcast a part of this season for you and we have a great episode today wine with Wes He's currently a global brand ambassador, the head of consumer and community engagement for Michael Lavelle, but he's also studying for a business administration degree with a focus on small business and entrepreneurship. And he's also studying for the Wine and Spirit Education Trust exam, so He kind of does it all he's based out of washington dc and he combines a love of food a love of wine a love of travel all into what he does for the wine community his photography skills come out on his social media platform and he is a communicator a connector and he was just in atlanta at the end of summer for the Wine and Culture Fest. So it was really fun to hear him talk about that event and also what he's doing with all of the information that he has gained over the past couple years connecting with people in the wine industry. You'll love his story about the moment he knew he wanted to dive deeper into wine. It's very specific and hopefully a lot of you can relate to having that moment where you were like, wow, I need to know more about this. I wanna know more about this. Let's All Study Wine. So I think that you're going to get a lot out of this episode. Wes is awesome. Follow him on social media. Let us know what you think. You can share, comment, tag us about the episode. You also can leave a review at any time for the A Cork in the Road podcast. It means so much that a lot of you are saying you're enjoying the season and listening, and we'd love to hear from you. So cheers to Wes. For this episode, if you're somewhere safely to have a nice glass of wine, I would suggest a beautiful rosé, perhaps the Michael Lavelle rosé. And if you also have some champagne around, I'm sure Wes would approve of that as well. So cheers to all of you. Happy holiday season, and we'll see you next week. Well, thank you so much for being on the show, Wes. It's good to see you.
1: It's absolutely my pleasure. my pleasure. I've heard great things and great good things about you, Kelly. So it's um, uh, it's this is really, really amazing.
0: From who? What are you talking yeah, listen, about?
1: I mean, I mean, a little birdie in Atlanta told me that you're 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 up and coming wine specialist. So you know,
0: you're crazy. Well, I've seen and heard good things about you. So I guess yeah. we're on the same page here. Also, speaking of Atlanta you were just here. You were here for the Wine and Culture Fest. Yes. How are you feeling? Are you still feeling like alive?
1: You know what? Um, I am still reaping the benefits of that amazing, amazing weekend. Shout out to Tahira Habibi, um, the whole the whole Wine and Culture staff. Um, it definitely was one of those things. Honestly, it felt like, I want to say, the equivalent of the Oscars for me. Wow. right? Um, and it was one of those things where you see a lot of these people in the wine space. You know, you either interacted social media wise, um, you've had their wine, you may have had a response via DM, um, and people actually know who you are. So for me to be in that space and people were pulling me aside and saying, Wes, you know, hey, you're wine with Wes, and so on and so forth, it was definitely, it was humbling. It was humbling. Uh, it was also really exciting. And it was also one of the, it had been a while since I poured, right? So with Michael Lavelle being one of the um, hosts for The weekend. It was definitely an amazing, amazing experience. So I'm still reaping the benefits. I mean, I think my high is wearing off a little bit, but every once in a while, you know, going to social media, somebody it will pop up on my feed. And then I remember the excitement, you know, what it was like to be there, what it meant to be there in that space. And the amazing people that I met who are in the wine space and food as well, who I got a chance to meet, you know, shout out to the Roots Fund. Uh, shout out to my guys and Michael Lavelle. Uh, and we could, I mean, we could, this this whole podcast could, could literally be a podcast filled with, um, with shout outs because there were so many amazing people that I met. And it, it, it literally was one of those things. So, you know, cheers to them. Well, you know, cheers to you, first and foremost, Kelly. You know? cheers,
0: cheers to you, cheers to you being in Atlanta. Look at that full glass right there. That being a part of the Atlanta wine community and then broadening mm-hmm. it to all the people that were in town, I, oddly enough, was out of town that weekend. So I was not in Atlanta, go figure. But I keep seeing these pictures and you were part of it. So yes, taking those moments of people saying, hey, how are you? I've seen you on Instagram because Wes, looking back at my messages with Mm -hmm. you, it actually started on Instagram. This is a full circle thing because you just randomly shared one of my podcast episodes. And I I was like, who is this? Who is sharing my stuff? This is amazing. (laughs) So full circle to have you as a guest, because your presence online is so engaging. I'm not surprised that people were coming up to you and wanted to meet you. How long have you been doing the Wine with West Instagram page?
1: Um, so, okay, so that is a really good story. Um, and also to your credit, I'm a huge podcast listener. Um, and I knew that in order for me to really start to find my way um, in the wine space, I needed to hear you know the authentic stories, if you will, the uncut story, like how did you start. Um so wine with West started um was probably a brainchild as a spin-off because I also cook, right? So if you if you put the hashtag West Can Cook, you'll probably see a myriad of, of different of different things that I cook on my um on, on my personal page and photography. I had got to a space where I didn't understand the nuances of food and wine parent. My dad is a retired chef, so I've been cooking since I was about three. And you know I'm I'm no stranger to wine. It's it's not a secret. However, I didn't understand what it meant to be a psalm. I didn't understand you know the, the regions W set CSW all the things that make our community. I didn't know any of that. I wouldn't put myself a marketing professional, but I love what it comes to when it comes to marketing. That's the way my brain works. You know how can I monetize X Y Z? So I created the hashtag wine with West, and one of my friends was like, "You need something that makes sense." something that looks good. So we, you know, put together a logo and um Wine with West was born out of necessity. Do three things for me. Have a space where I can show my food, my photography, and my love of wine.
0: That's a triple threat right there. Okay. That, Got it. Right? Got so, it.
1: So um so I was doing it on my personal Facebook page and I kind of felt like my content was getting lost. And it kind of got you know you know overshadowed by all the other stuff happening in my life. So so I wanted a space specifically for me to be able to showcase what I was doing and and also my growth. Because when when I look back at some of the wines that I've that I've had, until I was like, yeah, I'm not drinking that again. (laughs) You can look
0: back at where you started and now what you're sipping. Progress. Okay, I love
1: it. So, um, so I, I say right now, wine with West is probably uh, I want to say three years old. It, it also allowed me to get into a new space of photography with product photography. Given what I know now about what wine is, I I realized that I was doing wine an injustice. You know, too much editing, too much lighting, and I was just overthinking it. Overthinking
0: I mean, the wine stuff. Okay, I was,
1: I was overthinking it, um, especially from a visual from a visual perspective. I wanted the wine to be. I wanted you to be able to, to see what the wine looked like, even if you didn't have it, you know, so understanding whether it was a ruby color, garnet color, tawny, just be able to, to show, you know, all those things, right, so um, I was gifted a studio box for uh, my birthday a couple of years ago, it was perfect, because then now, I could literally show what I was drinking, you know, my plating skills, just practicing my photography skills, and then the pandemic happens, I had nothing but time to really hone in on those skills and have wine look like wine even if you weren't drinking it and as an English minor to put words and, and visually take you on a journey of what my wine experience was like so if you look back at you know what I've done for the past three years you can see the growth um, not only in my wine but you also see a, a photography signature of how I want the wine to look so you can actually see it the bottle the label the color um, and as I got better into it, the actual style of glass. So I'm a huge fan of, you know, the big bowl, as you can see, and it kind of just became visually appealing to represent wine in that space. And then that was literally how, you know, the idea, if you will, of Wine with West was born. And as I, as I began my WSET studies over the past year, my conversation and my caption and my reviews have to change, right? Because now I'm getting to a space where I'm understanding the lingo. Um, I'm getting conversations about your West. You didn't say this properly, or you didn't pronounce this thing. And I'm a native French speaker, so for me to get you know French words wrong, my grandmother will be turning over in her grave. <laughs> <laughs> because <laughs> I mean, I, I I spent many a nights on her dining room table repeating les Joie de français, as my grandmother would say. So it it again, it was just part of the growth process. And and wine with West is my space for that, you know, um, as, a, as a native French speaker, as a Haitian, as an African-American man, there are a lot of me in the space, right? So I have to now be more conscious, um, I have to be more intentional and I have to actually study, right? You know, so buying a bottle of wine, like the wine I'm, I'm speaking tonight, I have to review it <laughs> before the end, end of the night. So uh, I'm gonna let it air out for a minute um, and then take my notes on it. And I'd say four or five years ago, it's not something that I would do, right? I would just open it, cook and drink, not realizing that there's something that's happening as you open the wine. So these are all you know the nuances of it's just growth. Um, and Wine with West has definitely opened a lot of doors for me. I've had some amazing, amazing conversation. I mean you included obviously Kelly. And oh, wow. um you know being in the in the wine space under the Wine with West brand, if you will, has definitely afforded me a lot, a lot of victories, uh, a lot of humbling moments. Um, because I've made I've made a shit ton of mistakes, haven't we all? <laughs> um, and it's 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 got me in a space where I've become more of a student, and um, I have access to people who I never thought I would before. So to have conversations with you know, pick a name, you know, Akimi Dubose, for example, from from the Ruiz Fund or Tahira. Um, who grace the covers of many things and, and and have conversations about wine and what it means to be in space to, to Julia Coney or Tonya Pitts. Um, and, and I could pull out names you know forever. you know Donna Burson from La Rosé. Um, these are people who I didn't know, I'd say three or four years ago and these are people now who I can speak to on a regular basis and ask their advice, you know support them in, in understanding my wine journey. So I, I'm still I'm still a kid in the candy store if you will.
0: And you're smiling while you're while you're telling me this. I'm hearing growth, progress, learning, mistakes, and growth again. You know, always this constant connecting with people. So you sound like a communicator, whether it's wine or not. I also have taken a look at your photography. So this does not surprise me at all that you were trying to approach showing wine in its natural state in its wow. brilliance, the way that you do with your portraits of people, your human capture mm-hmm. completely translates over to how you capture wine. This all makes sense to me. This is this all goes together in what makes you you and being unique in your space. So I am thrilled that you are creating and finding your voice there because it's powerful. I also see a very global perspective Come in through your page. You mentioned your background in food, so food connects to wine, but also travel. You've traveled the world, like everywhere it seems.
1: Um, yeah. So um, my my parents were like my parents were not going to get me the next pair of Jordans. That was not their thing. Um, <laughs> after when school ended in June, um, so for the last part of June. Um, we would kind of hang out on the block, you know, in, in our neighborhood and so on and so forth. And I probably was guaranteed to be on a plane somewhere by July 1st.
0: Wow.
1: And and that's where my food passion began. You see me being able to, you know, do different cultures, eat different foods, um, speak different languages or attempt to speak different languages was definitely part of, you know, the travel perspective. And in addition to growing up in the kitchen with my dad and my parents, my mom is a great cook, so is my dad. Um, and it was one of those things, even now, you know, when I cook, you know, I, I'm, I get in a zone, if you will. And um, to be able to have friends who are in the food industry um, and to have watched a myriad, you know, of cooking shows, named that. I, I grew up on, you know, Jacques Pepin. To this day, who's still my, my favorite classically trained. Like, I I mean, he's almost 80 years old, if not more than that. And he still cooks and he, he records on a regular, aggressive basis, Right. Um, and just to kind of get in that space, so for me, food has been a way to communicate. Dare I say, is probably a love language of mine. <laughs> you can say lot.
0: it because I, I believe in that love language. That's perfect. It's amazing. Yeah, absolutely.
1: So I mean, so for me, it has definitely have been a, a way to express myself, um, and and create, and just finding uh, about different cultures. You know, I mean, I have books and books here at home about food and wine. um But yeah, traveling has definitely been you know key for me. Uh, I lived in Montreal for twelve years. Uh, my parents are Haitian, so you know Haiti obviously is home. Um, I, I have to say that where my food, my food life changed were two trips: my trip to Brazil and my love for churrascaria grew immensely because because then it meant cooking with flame, which I, ab- I mean I have the burn marks to prove, prove it, if you will. <laughs> a little bit um, of danger mixed in. Just just a little bit. I mean, just a little bit. Like um, like the guy in Brazil told me he said, if you're going to really enjoy cooking with flames, you have to respect the fire. Um, and that is something that that I say to, to to myself, to anybody who asks, like, if you're afraid of flames, don't go in the kitchen. Um, and then my trip to Cuba. Right? Cuba was specifically a an eye-opening tour because prior to my trip to Cuba, it was said that Cuba was not known for its food. And I had amazing, amazing, amazing food in Cuba. And Cuba has easily become my favorite destination for for, for travel. Um, but but the happy surprise was that I had I didn't have one bad meal in Cuba at all.
0: Oh my gosh. I can like, I'm kind of smelling some of the Cuban (laughs) foods that I've had. Like you you said that and all of a sudden I could like sense it in my nose. I was excited about that. Yeah. Your, your travel is connected to your love of food. It also sounds like you had that as part of your family environment, like culture (laughs) and language. So the love of food, like I said, definitely leads people to wine. Do you remember what made you sign up for, Formal education in wine. You took the WSET test. You took that first step. Do you remember that deciding moment? Oh yeah,
1: absolutely, absolutely. I can tell you exactly what I was doing, where I was, what I was drinking. I can tell you exactly. So um, after after the passing of George Floyd, which had you know exposed a lot of you know what was going on to be black in, in any community, um, but specifically just you know the mess going on in the wine space. Um, I was I was sitting in on a wine panel. With you know, I think Tahira, obviously, she was she was leading it. There were so many people, Kelly, in that room, and we have a small community, a Facebook group called Black Wine Lovers, and a lot of us were you know doing that, and um, we were all trying to find spaces, you know, to congregate, if you will, but virtually. So a couple of guys and myself, we started to do um, something called Fellas Food and Wine um shout out to, to, to george andre and vincent and gerald we put together this t- to kind of give voice to men in wine and have just everybody come in we would re- review a wine i would do a food pair and again i my my level of knowledge of wine at that point in time was was bad <laughs> it was really bad okay um i'm almost embarrassed to say it but it makes for a good story and we would have the likes of, you know, Shakira Jones from Black Girls Dying to Julia Coney pop in and people were coming in. And then I remember there was a conversation about, you know, f- food and wine parents. And I'm a huge champagne buff. I love champagne. Champagne till I die. Thank oh goodness, <laughs> Right. And then we were discussing the parents. And, and, and to this day, Um, You know, obviously champagne is probably the best pairing to any food, but there's something particular about fried chicken and champagne.
0: Oh my gosh, you're speaking my language.
1: Okay. Okay. And at that point in time, I had the budget to buy, to explore champagne, but I didn't have the knowledge. And um, as a result of, you know, you know, the virtual moments, um, and the panel at that point in time, I got a chance to, to hear a young lady by the name of Kelly Mitchell from Kelly Selects. And she was a guest on, I believe, Julia Coney's, one of her events. And she is, she is the reason that I am champagne enamored. We were on a our Zoom conversations. She would basically do a curated pack of wine and one of the one, one of the first sets that we did was a champagne pack with um Emargene um mousse fils and another one I forgot the third one but i had i was sitting here in my office as i am right now um it was a late night and i literally had my first glass of Imogen. and i was like All right, what is this whoa hold on time out i called Kelly. I said, kelly what is this shit like like can you tell me and she's like what do you mean
0: she you were like,
1: tell me about this. I did. I said, Kelly, like, what am I drinking right now? She's like, what do you have in the pack? I was like, I, I had all of them, but this, this one here, imagine what is it? Um, and then she did a virtual series with the producer Matid um, Margen, which is you know, she spoke to it and, I was, and, and that was it. And um, the, the the champagne pack for um, that conversation incl- included a was senior which is to this day my number one. Number one favorite champagne of all time. And I was like, wow. And how I describe it is like rosé on steroids. But you can actually, it's like I'm tasting the flower from the color of the of the rosé because it was so, so amazing to this day, to this day. Um, I remember what I was thinking, what I was feeling. That's when I wanted to smell it. I wanted to, you know, the creaminess, all those deductive, you know, words that we use in describing wine in general. Like, it was that moment. I said, like, okay, you know what? In order for me to do this thing proper, I need the proper training. And as a result of that, um, you know, I reached out to Philip André for mentorship, who is, you know, the brand ambassador for Charles Heisick. And he was like, okay, cool. Um, what ter- What was a half an hour interview? Because uh, he did interview me. <laughs> he did interview me. Was a almost two hour conversation because we had so much in common. You know, I have a background in sales. I'm Haitian. He has a background in sales. He's Haitian. And it was just kind of like synergy. So, um, you know, that was when it happened. He's like, okay, so what are you doing? Okay, so so now that you're here, what's the goal? Um, and I didn't know how to answer that. I didn't know what the steps were because I had fumbled, you know, previously what it meant to be in the wine space. You know, I was getting set mixed up with CSW, the diploma, yada, yada, what a I, I just, I was all over the place. So that, my conversation, my wine tasting with, with Kelly, and Julia, my conversation with Philippe Andre, where he asked me, said, yo, what do you want to do? Right? What are we doing? Um, I said, okay, well, I want to study it. He said, well, you don't need W set one because you have the nuances, which I didn't agree with at that time, but looking back at it, it would have been a waste of time and money if I did do it. So W set two, it was, um, I signed up for it, you know, fast forward a year. I took it in April and I failed by one point. (gasps) I did. I failed failed by one point and I I submitted the feedback. Can I get it reviewed? Because I I felt pretty confident, you know, given what I knew that I was going to pass it. And, you know, once I got the feedback returned, I realized where I messed up. There probably were two or three questions that I went back and I changed. Probably was the difference in me passing and and not. So uh, I'm scheduled to take the retest again in December. Uh, And I'm I'm better prepared because I know exactly what I'm going to be focusing on. And again, given the amount of knowledge that I've I've gained, you know, from earlier this year to now, you know, my note-taking skills are better. I I understand regions a bit more, the nuances and so on and so forth. And I've I've got an opportunity to drink some amazing wine since then. You can't drink good wine and not have aha moment every single time.
0: And your brain is constantly making a database of those tasty notes for yourself, right i cannot wait for you to just walk in there and totally use all the feedback that you got plus the knowledge you've gained since then you're going to rock it. you have insight into what it takes for wine education in a really passionate way like i think that you're using all of these tools to propel you forward so that's exciting i also know that you are studying not just wine but you're also studying business at the same time. How do you balance those two journeys?
1: <laughs> Usually, I'm probably having a glass of wine while I'm doing homework. <laughs> if I'm being really honest about it, um, the pandemic was a blessing in disguise for many people, myself included, because I had time. You know, I got laid off from my previous job, and you know, my work schedule now became my school schedule. So you know, I had more time to really dive into school. So, and the year has flown by. Like I'm literally at the tail. I'm looking at my schedule right now. At the tail end of you know my my workload, uh, I'll be graduating Q1 of 2022. Thank God. <laughs> and 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 quite honestly, more times than not, I I had a glass of wine studying with you know you know while I was doing my homework, um, which was usually late at night. It was quiet, but I got a chance again to you know to take pictures to look at what wine looked like, um, and kind of just see you know what I was tasting. Um, and the school part of it, you know. I love to see things come from idea to something tangible. As somebody who was in the in the interior design space and building spaces and you know seeing, you know, just a 3D drawing come to life in furniture that I designed myself. It was kind of like, okay, well, what do I do with this now? So I am finishing up my degree, two degrees actually. So um a degree in business administration with a focus on small business and entrepreneurship. Cause I, I think that um small businesses, um, especially in the wine space, you know, when you're first coming out with your brand, you want to know direction. And now that I'm in the space of wine, the synergy is just, it was just automatic. Like, you know, the product changed, but the skill set and the conversation did not. Um, So for me to be able to transition from interior design, where, you know, I'm selling furniture, spaces, you know, high-end products, to now transitioning to, you know, wine, food, and photography, I just, I changed the product, but the conversation still stayed the same.
0: Absolutely. The business side of whatever you're creating, whatever you're selling, whatever you're marketing, the business skills, I can see that transferring really yeah, well absolutely. to whatever space you want to occupy with absolutely. your skill set, with your passion. This makes absolutely. a lot of sense, Wes. And I'm I'm thrilled to hear that they often combine of your studying, but then you're studying wine, but you're also looking for your coursework. That is true adult level education, I feel. Mm-hmm. So congratulations on Thank that. You. That's amazing. And I think that this really ties into the current role that you have that is taking you deeper into the wine industry, and I remember being on a Instagram Live when you announced this big news. You are now with Michael Lavelle. Did they find you? Did you find them? I feel like this is all meant to
1: be. No, honestly, they are. Um, and you know, um, as a, as a as a as a faith believer, um, I don't believe anything happening by accident. I'm part of an organization which you might have heard called the Gathering Spot, um, and the Gathering Spot in Atlanta is huge. Um, You know, while I I was in Atlanta, I took meetings while I was there. Uh, I'm a founding member here in D.C. So one of my friends is friends with Brandon, who is the head of operations for Michael Lavelle. And she said, yo, I need you to meet this guy. I'm going to send you some wine and we're going to have a Zoom conversation and let me know your thoughts. And again, a, a scheduled 30 minute conversation turned to be something that turned into like Brandon's basically my 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 man wife, <laughs> if you will, because we speak on a regular basis. Um and and we share a love for champagne as well. So, you know, just again, and and I think t- also too what made that conversation so impactful is was because that even before I got a chance to meet Brandon, again, my photography, it was it was our winter here in DC. And I took an amazing shot of Michael Lavelle in the wintertime.
0: The bottle. Uh, the oh, wine bottle, awesome. yes. And it caught his mean, so eye.
1: It did. And he's like, yo, I saw the picture you took and so on and so forth. And also, so let me, let me say this as a quick segue. There are certain relationships you have that are not by accident, but sometimes there are just certain relationships that make sense, right? And Brandon and I meeting um, made sense. And then he, again, you know, Brandon is probably one of the most ambitious men that I know. And he took me under his wing and taught me the business side of one because at that point in time, I knew it, um, Philippe André, with Charles Isaac and, you know, we would have conversations about it, but Brandon really, you know, took me into a space of like, all right, this is the back end, this is, you know, the vendor distribution, you know, who you need to know and so on and so forth. So I'm, I'm starting to, you know, kind of get a sense of it, but now I'm fully embedded in the conversation. You see what I mean? Um, And that is where that kind of took off. Um, And again, using photography as my tool to be visual, you know, I did my review on it. Um, you know, we kind of had a conversation and, you know, Brandon and I co- started to speak about what, what it meant, what it means for me to be part of the Michael Lavelle family. They had their discussion and then the opportunity presented itself for initially my role was brand ambassador, but um, given, you know, the scope of what Michael Lavelle is doing and what we will be doing, um, head of consumer and community engagement is the new title and my new role. Um, with Michael Lavelle, and I had to hit up. You know, Trina is is one of my you know my original friends in the wine space. She's an amazing chick on the scene. <gasps> Shout out to her.
0: Shout um, out to her. She is rocking one of my new wine bags, so I appreciate yeah, I her that. very I much. It. I, saw <laughs> I
1: saw that. I saw that. So, um, you know, um, she and I have had, extended, as a matter of fact, she definitely was probably a catalyst into why I ended up, you know, continuing. Because at one point I was I was frustrated, I was annoyed, I was not grasping the concepts. And then I got a random DM from a gentleman um, who I will not name his name um, and said, you know what, because of you. I, I was able to get my girlfriend her first bottle of champagne. Right, just out
0: of the blue, someone told you of, that it was you. Wow. Okay. Right. It
1: was, it was in, in, in December. I was annoyed. I don't want to do it anymore. Um, I drank champagne the whole month of December. I went through Moet's catalog as much as I could for the whole month of December, literally.
0: Joy and sorrow. See, champagne yes. does it all.
1: It was. I, I remember the date. It was December eighteenth, twenty twenty. I was sitting here in my apartment. And I got a notification that it had to be like about one o'clock in the morning. I was probably on the verge of tears even because I was just like, I, I can't get it because I was just frustrated. It was it was I was just not grasping what it meant to be in the, the wine store. It, it was overwhelming. It um, literally said, like, yo, bro, I just want to say thank you. Um, I, I was I was able to kind of go into a wine spot. And as a result of following you and your passion, it's nice to see another black man in the space. And I was like, OK, um, I hear you, God. All right. I'm, I'm going to stick with it. And um and that was it. So here we are, almost another year later, and I'm still here. So, and now I'm
0: talking to you on a wine podcast because the right. world needs you. I'm so glad I, that I, you had that moment.
1: I did. It, it definitely. It, it, and that was my humbling moment. That was that was it. That was the humbling moment. Um, and then you know meeting the rest of the guys for the Michael Lavelle team, Devin, Aaron, Terrence, Terrence's wife as well. It was like, all right, we have something here. You know what I mean? And 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 to be able to be part of that 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 organization. Um and the, the wine is amazing, right? So, you know, it's something, you know, even before I, I committed to being part of the Michael Lavelle family, it was like, this this is pretty good. Like I, I can drink it all year. It'd
0: be really difficult to sell a wine that you didn't drink yourself. I know people do right. it. I, I, imagine, couldn't do it. I, couldn't I couldn't do it do either. It. I, I can do imagine it. that you took a moment there of these people are great. The opportunity is there. It really fits your skill set in so many yeah. ways to kind of bring you forward, but you have to like the wine. So right. tell me about the rosé. How do you describe it to people?
1: Um, I describe, you know what, I, I said to Brandon during our first conversation, this is literally champagne without the bubbles. Uh, so he said, he called me out on it. He said, bro, you're saying we a lot. Like what's what's this? What's with this we? Because at that point in time, I had committed to becoming part of, of the team at that point. So Michael Lavelle, um, Iris Rosé is is smooth. It's sexy. Um, it's all year round. It, you know the notes of strawberry, the touch of lychee, the the pinot grigio, the the blend itself, which is not popular for a rosé, keeps us in a in a lane that we're good at, and pairing it obviously with you know barbecue salmon, um, and some different dishes, you know, elevates it, and and every sip because it has a, I want to say medium to long finish allows you to to keep on sipping it, like you've had it. My mouth is
0: watering, Wes, because the acidity in the rosé really stands out to me. When I first sipped it, it was this structural component that really Mm -hmm. did make it have that medium plus finish. It just lasts and it keeps you salivating. It keeps you wanting food pairings. It does all of that. It's such a fun year round wine, no joke. Why do you think that wine is such a good connection For people, what does it bring to your life now that nothing else ever could?
1: You know what? That is a that's 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 an amazing question, Kelly.
0: I think about it a lot. I don't know. I think about it. I
1: mean, no. That's a great question. I mean, I think. I think. Um, you know, when I first got into wine and wanted to commit to it, thinking about it now, I think my my lack of knowledge is probably what kept me away from it. You know, my dad was a caterer, and we would always outsource our business from the wine perspective. My dad would come up with a couple dishes, or if I was doing an event, I would seek out. You know. Somebody else to help me pair it, but then again, pairing wine with food is a, is a skill in and of itself, which I which I'm super passionate about. And my friends will always tell you, "Okay, Wes, wh- wh- what are you going to ask me now? What are you cooking?" So I can know what, what wine to bring. Right, um, wine and food is like is the perfect pairing. And I often liken a good glass of wine to a good suit.
0: Ooh.
1: you know, and having having a good wine is 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 the is the suit. You have your shirt, your pocket square, your tie. But that suit is literally what people see before anything else. They'll see the details of it, and, and wine does have nuances and details in it. You know, like you said, long finish. You know, the yeastness, and you know, we can use the descriptors all day. But wine is that is that suit that finishes that that people see. You see what I mean? Um, and if and, and if you're wearing champagne as as we like to do, I mean, you might as well call champagne the tux because you have to you have to you know, in true James Bond style, you know, we have to you know you got to be fresh. you got to make sure that, you know, the, the pocket square is right. The bow tie is, you know, is, is not crooked. You want to make sure all those things and, and it's tailored for you. And I think that line is probably the suit. You're going to find your cut, right? You're going to find, you know, your Malbecs that you like. You're going to find your rosés that you like. You're going to find your tempanillos that you like. There's there's going to be a line that's, that's tailor-made for you. And like a good suit, you have options of fabrics. The fabrics are the, the varietals, if you will, right? So you're going to find that something. And if you want to add a pocket square, um, you can find that that grower champagne. All right, everybody has that, but what I have right here is a finishing touch. So it's kind of like you know that the detail. You know, I'm going to use that Kelly. I'm going to I'm going to give you credit for it. But now that now that we had that parallel with wine and suits, I'm going to use that. Oh. Kelly, cheers to you.
0: That was all you. Do not give me credit for relating wine to suit. That is all wine with Wes. I do pairings. You're speaking my language once again. Fried mm-hmm. chicken. I'm like I'm there with you. The other thing that you just related to is how I have done events where I pair wines to fashion ensembles in fashion shows. I have done this for designers in Atlanta, and it's not in a book. You can't say why that wine necessarily goes with that look. Right. But as someone who is artistic or if you like the kind of visual aspect, It's a feeling and wine is a feeling. And if it makes you feel really good when you have that correct wine in the right space with the right people, it is like looking your best. It's like a great Mm -hmm. hair day. It's a dress that fits in every single way. I'm, you know, the dress, the shoes, the hair, it all works. So that is something that will continue to bring people to the same page because everybody can find a way to relate to it.
1: Uh, Agreed. Agreed. I mean, and one of the things that I've learned about, you know, wine education is that you have to find a way to, to take the pretentiousness that has historically been associated with with wine, I think that now with millennials and people in our age group who have now got the opportunity to speak to, to wine at a high level, but also still speak to it at a high level, but make it understandable and relatable. There are so many teachable moments that wine has to offer. And we could talk about wine all night. At the core of wine, wine is literally just you know a grape. That's really what it is. And now when we get into the layers, I think that for me, baking wine a everyday conversation um, is what excites me about it.
0: Is that where your motto, your palate Will find you comes from. Yes. I'm hearing this, yeah. and it's this finding the right wine for you, those teachable yeah. moments. Is um, there any other way that you think about this motto for you?
1: Um, I mean, I struggled with, with that mantra for myself, you know, and, and the wine with Westman for a while because I, I didn't want something that was just too generic. Um, I also wanted to play on words, but I also wanted to leave it as a double entendre. Right. Um, a lot of times, you know, we we often misspell palate and palate. True, <laughs> um, I
0: catch people all the time. All the
1: time, right? So it was one of those things where if you would have asked me about three years ago what my favorite wines were, I probably would have said, you know, a Shiraz Grenache from Yellowtail. I probably would have said Apothic, you know, other ones who I was experiencing at the time because those were my gateways to where I am right now. Quick story, true story, is that um, when I decided I want to study wine really, really well, is an ex of mine um, came home and, oh by the way pizza and champagne is a thing i'm just putting it out there just putting it out okay
0: <laughs> you want it on record it's on record we got this right
1: um so coming home from work and um she picked up a bottle of wine and it was a Shiraz Grenache blend from yellowtail i was like like, wait a minute this 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 is good and, and, and i mean if you know yellowtail they have the super-sized bottles The giant, Um,
0: giant ones that they were, uh, that was the college go to. This is all, yes, I'm right there with you.
1: Yes, um, 20 bucks Friday night, a pizza pie, cheap day, home, Netflix did something to me because I I was now curious about what Shiraz was, what Grenache was, and that moment was where, like, you know, okay, like I can start drinking and, and picking wines and asking questions, asking the Psalms who were on site, on premise, reading a wine book differently. So, I guess my palate found me if you will because i had that moment where it was like okay well all right this is for you right i mean there are certain wines that i will never drink um there are certain producers i will never support um and there's certain wines that as soon as i see it yes i'll take two bottles immediately right yeah. um and it's because i was able to i'm able to find my palate and even then you know you know certain days i'm not in the mood for dot 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 um but if you if you bring into me um like i said earlier a bottle of imagine immediate mood shifter Immediate, immediate. Um, And recently I've been exploring different producers. So I've had some amazing wines lately. Um, I recently had my first sparkling Chenet Blanc, which is absolutely, absolutely amazing.
0: Your face just captured what I think people don't know until they have a wine they love. You just expressed it in your face. So that's a moment
1: right there. It is, it is. And so that, that falls in line and parallels, you know, your palate will find you. And I think that um, anybody who is either a wine enthusiast, who is a scholar, who is studying, there's going to be that moment. There's going to be that wine that you're like, okay, this is it.
0: Have you been to Champagne yet? Is that one of the places you've traveled?
1: I have not. I have not. And I was actually having this conversation literally last week and somebody said to me, okay, if you're not in Champagne in 2022, I'm going to drag you. That was a quote. (laughs) That was a quote. Um, Okay,
0: it's been said then because I'm just thinking – your love of champagne and the way that you love traveling. I'm just thinking this is kind of a have to happen situation. Oh yeah.
1: I'm I'm putting it out there. Uh, I mean, I'm I'm doing all the things, you know, you know, for the universe to, to grant me that trip. Um, I'm doing the things on my end that need need to be done so I can get to that trip Um, because it's a must. It is absolutely a must. Um, There's so many amazing things from a historical perspective. It's also one of the things that ties me to my father. You know, my father, you know, learned a lot of his chops coming up in a French restaurant. And, and ironically enough, my dad does not like champagne.
0: Not yet. Or just, is it a done deal? No, like, he, it's a he, done he, deal. Okay.
1: Like that. Yeah, I'm not, I'm not convincing that man. That man is 75 years old. There's no convincing him at this point. Nope, nope, nope. Got not it. At heard. <laughs> yeah, you know what I mean? I mean, give him a whiskey, a bourbon, something, a cognac from, you know, yeah, but champagne. He's like, yeah, why do you like this? Stuff? I was like, dad, it's, it's, it's great. So um, your palate will find you definitely is one of those mantras that insinuates a journey. Everybody started from somewhere. Right. But also to growth is part of that process. So um, the growth process to be able to to go from enjoying, you know, Shiraz, Grenache, Yellowtail to now, you know, having conversations with Dujac and enjoying, you know, amazing wines and, you know, high sellers. I mean, geez, I mean. It's literally like going from keds to you know Michael Jordan's personal pair collection of sneakers. <laughs> to wear um, with your suit. <laughs> to wear with my suit. Exactly. You know I mean? Um and again, um, I've had some like I think if I had a, if I had a year of wine that I would say has been absolutely amazing, these last, you know, again, it's it's coming, it's I think the ripple effect to what you were saying earlier from wine and culture fest is this. I mean, I had some amazing wines as a result from their conversations and meeting, you know, the Roots Fund, Hugh Society, and just that, the gathering spot, all those things were a perfect storm because now there's not only a platform available, um, there are people associated with that platform. There are wines that will become available to me as a result of said platform. Um, and there are people who now I have access to, you included, as a result of that platform. And then to all think, it, it comes from grapes.
0: Oh, it makes me so excited to see right. where you go with all of these tools and resources and the love for the industry and the people that are part of it. You know, you've talked a lot about the connections that you have and the people that have really brought you in and you keep learning from each other and you keep building. So I have to ask you, what's next? What's next? What's on the horizon?
1: Um just like I gave Trina an exclusive I'm gonna start an IG live series called Wine with West. Yes,
0: um, I mean, finally, that kind of seems like that should have right. been the first you thing out the gate.
1: I'm so excited! You know you, you're, you're the like the third person who said that. Okay, I didn't listen before. I'm, I'm listening now, uh, and I think that um, my love for food and people has allowed me to, you know, have amazing conversations. Wine with West. When I thought about putting that name out there, food is my love language, right? So, Wine with West doesn't only encompass wine. But it does encompass, you know, conversation. So there are some people who I want to have some some nice conversations with. I'm going to use IG Live as my original platform and, and see where it goes from there. But yeah, so you heard it here first. <gasps> um, there will be a, a IG Live month, probably monthly or bi series where I speak to people that you like in the wine industry. And it's going to be called Wine with Ross
0: and it's food and it's people and it's wine and maybe yeah, some absolutely. fashion, maybe some music.
1: All of the above, all of the above. I mean, it was just kind of like that progression, right? You don't get into a room full of Oscar winners and not want to make your next film. Oh,
0: just exciting. I feel that you have the momentum going and I want that in your hands to keep moving forward. So where can people find you? I know we talked about the IG a lot, but mm-hmm. anywhere else, what's the best way to connect with you?
1: Right, so I'm with West on social media. Um, I'm going to be doing a complete, complete overhaul of winewithwest.com, which is my website. Um, I have not given it the love it needs, but given the off-camera content that I have, I think that is more specific to what needs to be shown on my website. Just more content that I don't show on IG Live. And I, I recently joined TikTok, which is a whole different <laughs> part of the beast. <gasps> you wow. did.
0: That's a brave new world. Whoa. It, it is,
1: It is. It is. But you know what? TikTok also feeds my creative beast. From a digital marketing perspective, um, and understanding what's relevant right now, you know, music, food, wine, fashion, and I can put things together um, and make a story without having to say anything, if, if, if you will, right? But um, two things that I'm going to be really, really active on updating Wine with West, the website, new content, new pictures, um, great wines, um, and then also to um, the IG Live series, Wine with West, where I speak to people who are in the wine space and have conversations about wine.
0: What else could you want? I love it, I'm excited to tune in. Thank you so much for your time and your insights and just your energy about where you've started and where you are now with wine. It's inspiring. And I think you've probably encouraged a few other people to take that next step. So thank you so much.
1: Absolutely, I I, I hope I did. I think you're only as good as the step you don't take. And, and, And wine can be overwhelming. Uh, like any industry, it can also be unforgiving. Um, but you know, if, if I could give any advice to anybody who's listening right now about you know what the wine space is and or could be, get a mentor, um, have somebody who's going to help you, who's been through the you know the trenches already, who has taken the blows, and can prepare you. But don't, don't forget too, you're going to take your own blows because there are going to be some key personal aha moments, whether it be bad wine or bad people, (laughs) right? Um, But then again, you're going to meet some amazing people. Um, You're going to drink amazing wine. And at the end of the day, your palate will find you.
0: (gasps) You did it. You worked it in. A true marketing genius. I appreciate (laughs) you so much, Wes. Cheers to you. Thank you so much. Appreciate you. My
1: pleasure, Kelly. Thanks for having me. This was actually awesome. I appreciate you.
0: Thanks for tuning in to the A Cork in the Road podcast, coming to you live from Atlanta, Georgia, and interviewing people who are changing the wine world in the Southeast and beyond. You can find more about A Cork in the Road at at A Cork in the Road on Instagram, and make sure to check us out on www.acorkintheroad.com. See you soon, guys. Cheers.